You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. It all started with an intern. We're still alive. Don't move. Faster. Run faster. Those monsters will bring real trouble. I saw the fear in its eyes. Father Nature has arrived. Say goodnight, Mom Cherry. This, my friend, is your destiny. I've been dreaming about this day for a long, long time. You're wanted men. There is no salvation today. The National Park Service always pays its debts. Hey guys, what's up? I ran into the goat man. Ah! Boom! Headshot. You must be him. You must be Kevin. Kevin's Cryptids, the second season. Subscribe now. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, and we got Bill Goldberg calling in as usual. CarCast is brought to you by Blue Chew. Go to bluechew.com to check them out. And Dodge, hurry in to find great deals at the Dodge Black Friday sales event. All right, uh, so much cool stuff going on, great news going on. Uh, Bill, how are you, buddy? God, where do we start? You know, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm fair to partly cloudy. <laughs> um, by the way, I watched uh, as you guys were recording this. We're in here, and I, I guess it's Tuesday morning. I don't really remember. But uh, great episode of NCIS Los Angeles last night, buddy. I I like the show. I watch the show regularly, and uh, I, you know, you, you told us you were doing the episode. I didn't know it was going to be so early. Uh, uh, already, like it seems like you just filmed it like three weeks ago or something, or f- maybe it was more than that. But it just feels so quick, and uh, it was good. You did a great job. A, thanks, man. You know, uh, with with proper editing and good directorial <laughs> skills, like they have, uh, it makes anybody look good. Uh, hey, it was an honor and a privilege to be able to do it. Um, I've been a fan of the show and a lot of the a lot of the people on the show for a long period of time. And hey, man, it's a it's a cool segue. It's a uh, and you know what? I guess it was well received because I uh, already got a callback. So nice, that's good. They kind of set it up that way. Like in the previews, it was like, "Oh, Bill's going to be a bad guy," and then as you kind of watch through it, you're like, "He's not," and uh, it, and it worked out great. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into car stuff as well because like one of the first scenes is you driving an old Dodge truck <laughs> trying to get around. To, Hell yeah. It just, just seemed uh, awfully convenient that you were driving the, the, the Dodge truck as you were trying to get away. I started laughing when I saw it. I was like, okay, great. First 15 seconds of you on screen, you're in a Dodge. <laughs> I was like, how'd well, that you know, happen? You got you to you keep it in the family, dude. And, you know, <laughs> we, we spoke about my appearance on the show and, and I, I don't know if I told you, but they took uh receipt of a new wide body Hellcat challenger for the show. So, um, yeah, they try to keep the, the, the Dodge guys, uh, pretty happy over there. And, um, it, it, it fits right in the wheelhouse. They seem like a pretty fun group to work with everybody on that show. Um, I've, I've never met Chris or, or, or LL or anybody, but, uh, I did get a chance. Like I was visiting friends on a Paramount lot and they were doing their thing on the Paramount lot my friend's like office kind of 
was kind of above and overseas where their uh where their one of their main sound stages is located and uh um what was it like working with them? They seemed like a good group. You know what? It was, it was, as I said, an honor and a privilege. Um, a lot of times when you see television movies, um, the characters, you know, you kind of wonder how close they are to the vest as far as their true personality coming out in that character. I got to tell you, man, they, uh, e- each one of those uh, men and women on that show are an extension of themselves. <laughs> So they can make it look so easy um, as far as, you know, the writing's concerned and the, the directing, man, it was an absolute pleasure. I've been involved with a number of productions throughout the years that were less than that. Um, they were not fun to work on, but those people were absolutely first class. It was, it was a great experience. I can't wait to go back and, um, you know, it, it prepped me for another appearance uh, on another TV show because tomorrow I'm going up to do the Goldbergs again. You know, talk about a great, a great group. I mean, I'm I'm very lucky to be on two television shows um, that have just an unbelievable cast and, and and great people behind the camera. So it's it's not always the case, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got I got lucky on these two. Those guys over there at NCIS, uh, they've got a lot of reps. You know, they've just got a lot of years, and they've just basically been doing a lot of reps on that stuff. And uh, it seems like they got it down pretty good. Um, and uh, and you and you see that when you're there. You know, I mean, it's 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 nothing is a stretch. No character development is a stretch for somebody to go from their true selves to to that character. And it's just it's like they're just chilling up. You know, uh, it's another day's work, and it's it's seat time, man. You can tell they've all been yeah. doing that for a long period of time. It's I, I found it was interesting in that um, they they didn't hire you for Goldberg, right? You you weren't loud. You didn't you didn't you didn't throw anybody through a wall. It wasn't your typical like you know they'll probably get to that right because you know, I was pissed. <laughs> I was I was pissed, but you know what? I, I was I was truly um, uh, honored to have had that part written for me. Uh, the writer actually was in the audience at the 2018 Hall of Fame induction for the WWE, and he wrote the character for me at that point. And um, I was just really honored that that I would, uh, you know, that, that I could spur the creativity in his mind to come up with a character like that. I was honored to be offered the opportunity to do it. And, you know, it's just, it was something that was the the antithesis of what people would think that they would see. But I'm a Marsoc Marine, man. I got to be close to the vest. I'm professional and I'm a lethal silent killer. So it was part Partly me, just another side of me, and not not the side that people are used to really seeing. Yeah, you know, um, uh, they kind of—I I don't know if it was intentional, but as you watched it, it it played like they wrote it for a recurring character a couple of times, a couple, two, three times at least. It 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 was. It was sort of set up Man, and felt I, that way. Yeah, I, I don't look at it like that because I'm a pessimistically pessimistic <laughs> about things. And to be able to be a reoccurring character on a series such as that is a dream come true. But, um, 
yeah, man, I, I was told O'Donnell pulled me aside and he goes, what did you do to get this character? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, man, you're already established. I mean, it takes characters, it takes people a number of episodes and maybe even a year to get to the point where your character is after one episode. So as I said, man, I can't thank them enough for having the faith in me to do it. And, uh, you know, they, they edited well enough to make me come off pretty decent and they invited me back. So I'm really excited to do it. I'm not excited to do that drive every day, but, uh, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what we can do about changing the landscape of this, this trip. You know, I, I know you've been doing this for a long time now, um, the movies and, and TV appearances and stuff. So you, you've, you've got it down, you know, what's going on, but still, as an actor, you always kind of want to like a good scene with a good long dialogue and, and a conversation and to show some emotion. And uh, of course, you get cast a lot to throw people through tables and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, and pretty much anything or just be loud, you know, and just, you know, just make an impact on screen. And I thought in this episode, um, you did a great job with the scenes that they had, and there were some there were some conversations like they it wasn't a guest spot where they used you you know like you commit a murder and then they chase you around for half the you know the episode and then and then at the end like you're arrested and you're mad about it like this was they were really kind of building something anyway I'm just saying it was it was a good deal you guys should check it out NCIS Los Angeles it, it looked like it was a fun episode hopefully you're gonna go back and do a lot more and. Uh, and uh, do it when Wanda's feeling better, so maybe you can stay like a night or two in LA instead of driving all the way back. She's better, man. <laughs> She's better, and it's not until February, so she'll be fine and dandy by then. So my ass will be sitting up in a hotel in LA, most likely. <laughs> so you know, yeah, that's pretty. Here's another funny caveat. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the script for the Goldbergs this week. Uh huh. And, you know, you look at the front page and it shows all the actors and all the guest stars. And on the left, and there's two columns, obviously, you've got the actor, you got the, the actor's name or you have the actor's character on the left and then you have their name on the right. The entire first paragraph, their first, now obviously their character names were Goldberg. They took up the entire left column. I was the only Goldberg who was on the right column. I just thought it was kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm the only true Goldberg on this show, and I'm yeah. the only one not called Goldberg. Yeah, so, right. Now you got it for this. I guess you got to see it to, to actually impactfully get the joke. And, but you're you you play like a, a gym teacher or something, right? Yes, yes, I do. With your short shorts and tight shirt. <laughs> well, you know, in my long socks, it's really uh, a, a, a throwback to the '80s, I guess, or '90s. At least I'm not wearing Zuba's pants. You know? Do you do you prefer like an NCIS role or a comedic role like Goldberg's? I like them both, man. I really do. I mean this this script they have for this episode I'm playing at the end of the week is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So as cool as it is to play alongside O'Donnell and, and LL and, and do the, the badass Marsoc Marine thing, you know, as enjoyable as that is, this is just on par with it. It's, you know, it's the antithesis of what people think I would be. 
You know, it, it, it's funny because if you think about back in the day, um, a lot of people probably don't remember, uh, you did the man show with Adam and Jimmy, <laughs> and it was it was sort of the first of like, uh, you're still Goldberg, you're still dressed like the wrestler Goldberg, but the whole thing was just was was just a comedy skit. It was just like a brutal kind of over the top kind of funny comedy skit. The whole Christmas thing, Hanukkah thing that you did with them, dude. That was one of the funniest things ever on 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 television. It was, I, it was I, great, right? Yeah, it was great. I think Chris has probably seen it. I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a minute since it's been out there. I'm not kidding. Adams brought that that segment up probably four times in the last month. Has he really? On the show, yeah. Because just... <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, it's that yeah. time of year. Yeah, it's that time of year, and it's hilarious. It works out. Um, all right, we're going to get into some car stuff. Yeah, and, well. I, and hey, I'm beating up Santa Claus and that, and now I'm playing Santa Claus. How about <laughs> that, that? Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, we're going to get into some car stuff. First, I'm going to tell you guys about Dodge. While others are snowed in this holiday season, hit the snow-covered roads in a brand-new all-wheel drive Dodge vehicle. Visit your local Dodge dealership today for great deals at the Dodge Black Friday sales event. Oh, man, speaking of Dodge. Can we talk about Bondurant? Yeah, that's on my list of things. Bondurant. So... There was an article that came out a few weeks ago. Uh, someone in the, in the press was publishing saying, Bondurant is filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Let's explain what that means, okay? First of all, Chapter 7 is the bad one. That means you're out. Chapter 11 means you're just sort of restructuring to put off some debt so you could negotiate it or try to get to it later, for the most part. And... They have some debt. Um, I spoke to Pat Bondrit, Bob Bondrit's wife. She's the CEO of the company. And uh, and she broke it down to me. I'm not sure if I can give the exact numbers. Uh, she broke it down to me exactly how much debt they have. It's nowhere near what you think it is. Um, I can just tell you it's, it's, it's not even a million bucks. Like for a company of that size, it's not even a million bucks. And they've grown and expanded over the years. And what happened is 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 this. First off, the Bondurant School is not going anywhere. It's there. If you guys want to support these guys, go out there and sign up for, for the one of the sessions. Do the half day. Do the four day. Do whatever. Like, just go out there and have a great time. So what's, what happened is is they switched from Corvette to Dodge. Uh, from, sorry, from GM from Dodge uh, a, a few years back. And they had... The Viper out there, among some other cars. And for a racing school like this, it's always good to have a halo car. It's good to have something like a Dodge Viper because it brings in other like supercar owners and exotic car owners and not just the, the, the normal racing school, the meat and potatoes of the racing school. It gives them an opportunity to go, hey, I want to drive a Viper, but also I want to do this school. So when the Viper ended, Dodge pulled those cars from the school, and that hurt a, a, a big portion of their business. But what people are forgetting is that school is loaded up with Hellcats. They got wide-body Hellcats. They have awesome cars with great power that are fantastic at a driving school. So get the Viper out of your head. Put 
Challenger Hellcats in your head and Charger Hellcats in your head because those are badass cars. That's what Dodge is investing in. That's what the Bondurant School has there right now. Um, you were were you there recently? Not recently, no. But I have been there a number of times, and uh, I'm looking forward to get, getting back there as soon as possible. Yeah, it, it's. I've done it. I've done like a three day course over there. Um, it was awesome. Um, they they have great instructors. They have a great facility. Uh, it's definitely worth going to. Uh, these guys aren't going anywhere. They have a huge investment in the school. They've been there for like forty years. Uh, you know, you you can't change the economics of things. There, you know, things go up and down. You can't change what the car companies do when they when they come to you and they and they, you know, you try to get sponsors and you try to get work with them and promote their product. And anybody that's buying demons, uh, you know, as you know, um, you, you know, when you buy the car, I believe you get. You know, you get an invitation to go there and do the drag racing program in a, in a demon, which is something that they've added. The drag racing is kind of new, what they added to the Bondurant School. Um, I I think it's a cool facility. Uh, like I said, I've done it. I've done like a three day course, and uh, you know, you start off in the classroom. They go through some pretty basics, but you're really kind of out there on the track doing it most of the time. Don't be put off by like the 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 classroom stuff is great. You need it, but most of their instruction is on the track. You are in cars the whole time. My two, my, my two cents, um, I think it's a small sector of people that are going to worry about this Viper. Um, in going to that school, mm-hmm. there's no question that you can have an unbelievable time in the Charger in the Challenger in the Deem in the Challenger in the Demon Challenger uh, in the in the the Hellcat wide body um, stepping up to that Viper is a little daunting. So I don't know how many what percentage of people would actually be in that car pushing it to its limit out there. I know I did. It was a hell of a lot of fun. And so taking that out of the equation is a little um, uh, kind of sucks a little bit, but it wouldn't stop me one bit from going back to Bondurant because, as you said, the available toys there are more than enough to have an unbelievable one-day, three-day, or five-day trip. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree Viper's more. Viper's just in a different class. I-, I couldn't agree more, and I, I- I've... We've said this on the on the other show with Adam as well. We've said it a million times over there. Is anybody look if your if your kids are turning sixteen or so and they're going to get their license soon? I, this should be mandatory. You should do like one day at Bondurant. Like you, you should get some instruction from these guys. Be able to handle the car. Be able to brake and how to use ABS brakes. Everyone thinks the ABS brakes is so when you you don't slide. You know, like if you're if you hit the brakes in a straight line, you don't like fishtail and slide. Or if you're you're you know, or if you're losing uh, a grip like in, in the rain or the snow, uh, ABS is fantastic and allows you to turn the car and control the car as you're hitting the brakes. They will teach you that. They will let you do that. You basically have to go in a straight line at like 60 miles an hour, and then you have to hit the brakes hard to lock up the ABS, but then like turn left and go straight again, almost like a Z kind of 
you know, like a zigzag pattern. And you'd be surprised what the car can do. Every Everybody should experience that. Anybody, Everybody with a license should experience that. No and, question. And anybody getting a license should experience that. That's one thing. And... And the uh, the skid pad cars, and you'll see them in the pictures. They got the car, and it looks like it's got giant training wheels on it. And mm-hmm. the instructor sits with you, and he can lower the car and raise the car so it increases traction and uh, and decreases traction. And what it allows you to do is, if you want to sort of spin around or slide or even drift a little bit or simulate being in the snow and you're really losing grip – the, the training wheels lift the car up and allows you to practice those things in slow motion. You literally can go 20, 30 miles an hour and he can lift the car and, and he's taking all the steering out of it because the car is barely touching the ground. It's simulating what it would be like in snow when you're losing traction. So it allows you to practice that stuff without being at full speed. It allows you to do it. And what they try to do is, like, they give you a feel for it, and then you try to do a giant figure eight. You just keep going, like, in two big circles, a giant figure eight, and see if you can stay in a figure eight pattern without drifting off into the distance or something. It is definitely something everybody should do because you you can't really learn the limits of a car until you exceed the limits of a car. And this is the safe, slow-motion version of doing that. And, uh, I, I'd like to have a three-day course of just on the skid. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Because as you get better, they can control the car. They can say, all right, well, you're getting pretty good at this. We're going to reduce the traction a little bit more. And you're getting a little better. Like, we can pull a little bit more out. And if you're if you're slow to learn it, they're like, we're going to give you a little more traction, and then we're going to pull it out a little eventually is, is some of that traction. It's really kind of a neat thing to do. And... Uh, you'd be surprised what these guys can do in a vehicle. We, we're, we, well, when, it, when is the normal person going to get in a situation to where they're trying to control a skid? You know, in, in normal, everyday driving, you know, it's not the case. I mean, you're going to control a skid. You're going to get the ability to try to control a skid when you're in a, an accident. So yeah. this prepares you for it. Like you said, you you... You can only know the limit of a car if you if you try to surpass it. You can only know how to how a car feels, how the weight distributes, you know, how it breaks, how it accelerates if you're able to push it in a setting that's safe. Yeah. And so this is that setting. This and is that setting. Why why you you can't, you can't stress it enough that people need to go out and take these courses. Everyone. Yeah, you you absolutely should. I mean, look, you should learn how to do it. Why not do it in a safe environment on a racetrack in somebody else's car? <laughs> Bingo. It's like like the old days renting a, a, a Hearst Mustang. Yeah, right? Like that's that's kind of the idea. Like go out there in a controlled environment in somebody else's car. Just do it do it that way. That's the best way to do it. You don't want to lose control. Like everybody thinks about like the weather like on the East Coast in the snow or in the, even in the rain or, or something like that. Like right now. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But out here, like so many of us that have like sports cars, we run like full on summer tires. You talked about this before driving, driving your Charger Hellcat in the rain with the cheater slicks on it. Basically, like we have that out here. That's our version of that out here. If you have your your sports car with the full summer performance tires on it and we get a little rain, you know, yeah, then you can start sliding around. It'd be nice to know 
that you have a little experience doing that. At least be familiar with what it feels like and what could happen. So anyway, we're big supporters of our friends at the Ponderance School. Um, everybody should go and do that. Do a half-day course. Do a one-day, three-day, four, whatever they have over there, whatever you can afford. Definitely do it. And they run specials all the time. That's it. It's 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 a good group. We love Pat. We love uh, Bob Bondurant. He's been great to us, both of them. Um, we see them every time, like when we're going out to Barrett Jackson, all kinds of events. They're in all of our documentaries that we've done, um, uh, and they're they're fantastic to us all the time. They're really sweet and uh, and. Uh, but what I mean, I, what I mean is, it's a great family event where you can go out as a family. Oh yeah, and everybody and everybody can learn. You know. And do they have the Durangos out there? Um, you know, I'm not sure if they do, but to your point, yes. Mom, dad, you've got 16, 17, 18-year-old son or daughter. Take them to the Bonnard School. Don't drop them off and go to the hotel. Like, go with them. No. It is so much fun. <laughs> like, it's a bonding experience, man. It couldn't, you couldn't ask for a cooler experience. I mean, really. It it is, you know, and then and then you can take your wife there unless she emasculates you like my wife. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Adam has done the school and obviously a bunch of racing. And I remember a few years ago, like for her birthday, he bought her like a two day course at Bondurant School. And he's like, "Hey, he's like, you'll love it. But even if you don't, you should know what it is that I do when I go racing on the weekends." Like, just get an idea of what it is that's happening in the car. And she came back and she was like, she went with one of her girlfriends. And she's like, it was so much fun to do. And yes, I do kind of get it now. Like, I kind of get what you do out there. And it's a little scary and it's a lot of fun. And she had the best time ever, for sure. There's a poster in the other room of, of her at, at the course. So um, anyway, cool stuff. Definitely check them out. Uh, all right, so we got some news and stuff to get into. But first, I'm going to tell you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a new uh, a sponsor for us. And uh, let's face it, if you guys like sex, and who doesn't, Blue Chew, Blue Chew is for you, especially you. Blue Chew offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. And who wouldn't want to go a few extra rounds? You know what I'm saying. Blue Chew makes the first chewable with the same active ingredients as, as Viagra and Cialis. And the chewables work faster than a pill, up to twice as fast. You can take Blue Chew on a full stomach or an empty stomach. doesn't really matter. It's cheaper than the other competitors out there. It only takes a few minutes to fill out a form online. You go to their website. You fill out the form. There's no doctor visit, no awkward conversation. There's no waiting in line at a pharmacy. It ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. Blue Chew chewables are prescribed online by a doctor and made here in the USA. Blue Chew gives you confidence in bed every time. You and your partner will love it. You guys want to check this out. Chew it and do it. Yeah. So how does it work, Matt? Matt it's, uh, is, it, is, I, it, is, it, is it all that it cracks up that's cracked up to me? I so here's the deal. These guys are new. <laughs> I had a conversation with them and I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna try it. And this isn't for like, hey, you know, you're you're getting too old and uh you're having a little trouble getting it up. This isn't necessarily <laughs> just for that. This is this is performance enhancement. This is going to the gym. <laughs> This is like go. This is like putting an octane boost. That's really, right. Is this that is this is octane booster for the bedroom. So uh, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm actually going to try it. And if you want, Bill, I'll give you the I'll give you the code. You get it, and uh, you, good, you, you could try it. 
<laughs> you say you're good, but wait till you try it. So here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code CARCAST. Just pay 5 bucks in shipping. That's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew, C-H-E-W.com, promo code CARCAST. I'm going to fill out the form. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to tell you. They're going to get more than their money's worth on this ad because I'm going to be talking about that the entire show. Like, this is like, it's, it's kind of like, what is it? It's, it's, it's reality. That's what it is. And you guys can get this now. And the reason why you can get this is because, you know, patents and things have changed. These guys, the scientists over there were able to put this into a chew. So guys support the show, support this, support your boner, go get, uh, (laughs) <laughs> go, go get blue chew and try it out. All right, so oh, I'm 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 deaf now. Okay, I, so listen. I, wow. Now that we've said this, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna go there. I'm gonna fill out the form. I'm gonna try it, and then um, uh, I think it's only fair that Chris tries it as well. And uh, because I don't want to be the only one here doing this. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, you know, I, I just please get on to the next subject because you gave me even more ammunition, and I, I can't. I don't trust myself. On to the B. On to the new BMW. On to the new BMW. So uh, we, you know, we saw the BMW Eight Series. Um, it was teased at uh, at at Monterey. Um, uh, last year, um, then they had the uh, they had I think the convertible this year. Um, it's it's nice. I always liked the BMW 8 Series. Um, we had uh, Alistair Weaver from Edmonds talking about it. For some reason, he's a little n- not a fan. Like he's like, I don't know, the styling is off a little bit. But I kind of like it. Looks it looks like a Mustang. It kind of does. You know, it's got it's got some design elements of other cars for sure. Um, but I always liked what the 8 Series BMW represented. Uh, I like the big coupes. I like an S-Class Mercedes coupe. I love that new Lexus LC500. Uh, I like being able to pass the car at 155 in seventh gear in my, in my Hellcat. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a big coupe, right? Like a Charger's a, a Challenger's a big coupe as well. And in the luxury coupe world, it's nice to see these types of cars. And look, let's face it, you can't fit in most two-door sports cars, right? So you've would got you to consider go consider it a grand touring car? I, I think I think I would consider it sort of a GT car for sure. And and you know, the 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 twin turbo V8 that comes in these cars is, I don't know, four something, 500 and something horsepower. So it's funny because the car's not even out yet. We've seen the coupe, we've seen the convertible. It's not even out yet, but now they're already testing the M8. This is the, the, the eight series is going to be like a 2019 car. So it'll come out soon. And this will be like a 2020. And if you love the BMW M5 currently, this is basically going to be the two-door version of that. It's going to have a twin-turbo V8. It's going to be over 600 horsepower. It's going to be all-wheel drive, but it will have sort of a real rear-wheel bias, like drift mode or sort of a torque vectoring kind of mode or however they want to call it. Um, and it will be an eight-speed automatic. And I know the guys at, at BMW and their M group said for a long time, hey, the M cars will always have a manual option. Yeah, but not anymore. 
So, so yeah. when, when, when they said that, they certainly wanted to sell cars, and I'm a fan of that. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure this has got some sort of manual paddle deal going on with it. They say it's an eight-speed automatic. They don't say it's an eight-speed manual that's paddle shifted. So this is a little bit different than, say, like the SMG transmissions, or at least that's how I understand it, because the SMG was much more of a paddle-shifted manual, sort of a dual-clutch or single-clutch version, depending on the year. Um, but this seems kind of badass. So the the M8 is going to have, you know, it's going to be a little bit lower. It's going to be almost an inch lower. Expect 0 to 60 in low threes, you know, uh you know they're specking it out somewhere around 0 to 62 at like 3.4 seconds um but but i i think it's going to i think it's going to i think it's going to crush that i think it's going to be more like 3-1 and what's interesting is is the m cars now they have like this competition package which isn't uh it gives sort of a boost in horsepower as well i guess it's difference between uh, you know, there's different performance packs. Like uh, Porsche does it as well. They have like a turbo and a turbo S, but then they have like a turbo performance pack or something. And I think Mercedes is doing it. So the M8 uh, should be over 600 horsepower in its standard trim and probably about 650 with a competition package. Some are 640, 650. But I don't know. I, I like the car. I like the look of the car. Um, and I, I, I think it's sort of drawing up some uh some controversy in its in its styling um what do you, you've seen the car yeah yeah what what's it what's it way you know i don't know but i'm going to say with the all wheel drive and it has to be a luxury you know uh, uh coupe i'm going to say it's it's going to be pretty hefty i'm going to say 4000 give or take gotcha. you know um i i think uh you know but what is your Charger Hellcat way, it's probably in that range. You know, it probably forty forty two fifty. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's going to fit in that range. I I mean, it's tough to make a luxury car with all of the safety enhancements and the electronics and and that is fairly quiet interior and all the airbags we need and and add to this, it's V eight, it's twin turbos, which turbos and intercooling all had add add weight and all wheel drive, it all adds weight. Um, but and money and money, yeah. But can they compensate with with you know with the right suspension and some tuning and the horsepower and that's sort of been the way we're going. It's funny because uh, a lot of cars are trying to go toward lightweight for better fuel efficiency, uh, but but to get a good performance car these days, we're we're, we're turning up the power, you know. We're making more power until you get into the real supercar area. Like M- McLaren is still trying to do very lightweight things. You know, they even have their their lightweight versions of the cars that are coming. Well, out, the GT4 or the Ford GT. Yeah, the Ford GT as well. You know. Um. So speaking of performance coupes, uh, Mercedes has their AMG GT, which I think is a great-looking car. Again, I like that GT style. I like that long nose, front engine, call it front-mid engine styling, things like that, and the Ferrari Superfast and Aston Martin. Like These are all 
uh, sort of my style of cars. Uh, I, nothing against the mid-engine cars, you know, 488 and stuff like that. But I just kind of like the front-engine GT style of cars. And I always thought the Mercedes GT was a beautiful car. Actually, I haven't had a chance to drive that car. I did drive the SLS, the modern-day Gullwing. I spent like 10 days in that car. And uh, um, I loved it. That thing was just a muscle car. You know, it sounded great. It was fast. It was great on the freeway. That car was badass. So, you know, we've got some several iterations of the GT. We've got the GT. We've got a GT Coupe. I'm sorry, uh, convertible. There's a GTR version, which is pretty much the extreme version of the, of the AMG GT right now. However, like they do, like Mercedes does, as this car starts to get toward the end of its current cycle – they they need to do special editions and pump up the power. So now they're going to be they're testing the AMG GT Black Series and the SLS Black Series was badass. The CLK Black Series is badass, and uh, so I imagine that this car is going to be even better. I want to say a GTR again. Don't be confused by the Nissan GTR. Everybody has a GTR these days. The AMG GTR. Is 577 horsepower, 516 pound-feet of torque with a twin-turbo, four-liter V8. And uh, we're trying to speculate what could the Black Series have. Well, we know the AMG GT63S, this is the big uh, uh, four-door coupe. That has a 630 horsepower engine in it, so pretty much of the same engine at 630 horsepower. So if the if the AMG GTR is 577, the Black Series could be pushing that 630 mark, which uh, could be pretty badass. So they're testing this thing at the Nürburgring. They're testing that M8 BMW at the Nürburgring. Um, I don't know if you've uh, seen these or been in one of these GTs. I don't know if you've fit in one of these GTs, but uh, that's a good-looking car. I think it is. You know, I, I, I've yet to drive one, but um, I think it's. I think it's cool. I like the front end. It's a. It's a cool looking car. It's not something I drive, but I, I, I can appreciate its styling and its performance. Have you? Did you drive the previous, the the bigger version, the SLS, the Gullwing, the modern day Gullwing from from a, a number of years back? No, 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 I did not. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Is as well. I mean, yeah, the 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 Gullwing thing is kind of. Uh, a gimmick, but um, once you get in and out of it a few times, you find a fu- you find a rhythm. As I was doing it, you kind of like you walk up to it, you grab the door handle, the door pull, and as you step into the car, you bring the door with you. You make it sort of one smooth moment, and once you figure that out, it's super quick and nice. And it it, ha- it, it I don't know where they are in the used market, but. I think that's a future collectible as well. If you think about what the BMW Z8 is doing, I mean, the Z8 has been climbing up uh, a little by little over the past few years, and they got to be pushing $180,000, $200,000 for a BMW Z8. I, there's no reason why this modern-day Gullwing isn't going to be doing that, if it's not already. I haven't really f- followed some of the, the modern auctions on that car, but – and there's different variations of it, like a Black Series and stuff. But that car I liked a lot. Back when uh, when Adam was doing the car show on Speed Channel, um, we took it out to uh, a buddy of mine. He and I, uh, he's, a, he's a professional racer and drifter and off-road guy. And 
runs Baja, uh, Joe Bacall. He's a good dude, stunt driver. Uh, we took it out to Auto Club Speedway, and we filmed the intro credits for the car show, uh, just sliding that car around and drifting it around the course. And then what didn't make it into the intro is like we had both the gullwing doors open, and we started doing donuts with it. It turns out <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun the to car do. turns off. No, what it does is is the doors kind of start to close, like because the the you know just the momentum of it, the doors kind of want to push down. You think they'd want to like lift up, but the way it works is they start to close a little bit. So you, but it did. We we did. We do have footage of that car with both of us in it, spinning it around in circles with bo- both doors open with wings up in the air. It was it was, uh, it was a fun deal. Beautiful. It just didn't make it into the credits. I can't imagine why. I wonder why. I can't really imagine why. What's going on with your car? SEMA was good. We're back. You get your, is your, do you have your car home? Are they still doing work on it? What's going on with the with the Hellcat that was at SEMA? The one we talked, did the big my, bear brakes and the KW suspension. My car would be at Wesley Motorsports in Mooresville, North Carolina, as we speak. It is. Why? Well, uh, Nice little presentation is being put together as we speak to present to the Dodge boys. And uh, we're going to see what we can do to get a elephant in that thing. And uh, we're going full race with that deal. I, I don't know if you saw the Bilstein wide body um, Hellcat at SEMA. Yeah, um, that's Kevin Wesley's nice. car. Yeah. But yeah, Wesley, what, remember Wesley uh, built that one? Mm-hmm. And um, my buddy Conrad from. Uh, you know, Hendrick Motorsports is on that team, lead fabricator. And, um, you know, I just had a little conversation with him and found out he was behind, you know, uh, part of the build on that car. And Conrad and I go way back, and I've been wanting to do something with him for a while. And obviously hooking up with Wesley Motorsports and their their um, relationship with the FCA and what they did on the Bill Steen car, you know, why reinvent the wheel like I've been trying to do the last two years. Yeah. Um, you know, Richard and I have taken the car to a certain point, and um, I made the decision to, to not make it streetable and go full race car with it. And so, um, you know, the Hamilton came out. It gave us another idea. And uh, let's see if we can fulfill that that uh, little little dream package going on. and. You know, I'll be able to, to chime in more as the uh, partnerships get get uh, furthered towards the completion of the car. But, um, man, I can't thank Richard and Magnaflow enough. You know, they started this project out, and it's it's taken on a life of its own, and we're going full race with it. And yeah. So, you know, take it around the country and have some damn fun with it. But um, we got to, as, as we mentioned a moment ago, at 4,250 pounds, that thing's got got to shed some weight first and foremost so um could you imagine even, even just cutting 500 pounds off that car would be a huge difference well just have me not i can drive it remotely then <laughs> <laughs> um so you, you mentioned that that the elephant and for those of you that that haven't been paying attention or missed some of the news at sema it's a 1000 horsepower crate engine from from mopar it's a it's a pumped up demon engine from Mopar. It's a thousand horsepower, so that's kind of and cool. it can only be sold to people putting it in pre seventy six uh, pre emission vehicles or or full race cars or full race cars. Yeah, and look, you you 
projects, these project cards, especially for us to do the shows like this, they got to be organic. You got to constantly change things. You know, you're kind of constantly moving things. And then, and then, uh, and then who knows when you're done with it, maybe you do what I do and you, you know, you're going to sell it. Like I'm, I'm selling the, uh, I'm going to sell the oh, Alfa no. Mayo. Oh no. Are you going to oh, keep no. it? Keep it. Hell yeah. I'm going to take it and drive the piss out of this thing. You should. That's what it was made for. You know, I, I just need so, more garage uh, space. I got. I got to go find yeah, more garage. We don't want to talk about garage space. That's <laughs> one of the reasons why it's in Mooresville, so I can have temporary garage space for something else for a couple of months. But you have like a twenty-two car garage. You have them stacked up, rows on end, with thir- with with a thirty-four car collection. So yeah, <laughs> through the math. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. I got a I got a '69 Blazer. I haven't seen in three years. Headed my way this week. So. Yeah, I got to figure out room for that one. Yeah, well, as, hey, I'm not complaining, dude. I'm as, not complaining at all. But I don't want to hear people, you know, oh, Gover is complaining about his lack of space. Hey, man, it's all relevant. No, no, it's all it's all good. As this project moves along, uh, let's get some of these guys on the phone. Some of the guys working on it. Let's get them to call in and tell us what they're doing. You know, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I know well, Kevin Leslie'd be be honored to be on and uh, just help the project along, and it, it's it's a good R and D for the Hamilton motor too. Yeah, That's and I, we we, should, so we'll we need to check in with Kevin anyway because we want to hear about what his racing that he's doing and things like that as well. So um, we'll check in with him as well. Uh, so we're going to get things wrapped up here, and uh, as I mentioned, my, my Alfa Romeo, it's it's looking good. All the new interior, all the new suspension, the Coney shocks, and you know. It's all looking good. I, I put a bunch of photos up on my Facebook page, and it's going on to bring a trailer. I'm not sure exactly when. Um, as you're listening to this, maybe it's going to go up next week or so, and I give you guys a heads up. Um, it's a fun little car. Uh, so if you know anybody that likes those, wants one of those, uh, it's going to be up on bring a trailer as well. Follow us on social media, and you will be able to see it. Um, that's uh, that's good. So here, here, I'll, I'll end it with this. I, I text Kevin and told him I was doing the podcast, and I said, is there any little details you want to put in there? And he obviously didn't know it was from me, because <laughs> um, so his, his response is, see if, he is, see if he's man enough to handle all the power and corner. It's easily <laughs> 30% more than his demon, and then he'll have to use his brakes. Not a, not straight line hanging on for your life. So, you know what? That sounds like a freaking challenge to me. And sounds, that sounds like a like, challenge. I, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, this will be interesting. I want to see how this thing. Uh, how I'm curious to talking with them more about how they turn this into more of a road race car because I'm pretty sure he debuted his car at like Pikes Peak, and it was a it was a red eye that they started with, but didn't tell anybody. And then when the red eye got announced, he came back and he's like, yeah, we can say it now. Our Pikes Peak car is a red eye. That's kind of what they started with. Yep. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Kevin's a good dude. I did an event with him years ago. I did the Spectre three, four, one challenge. We did like this road racing. Yeah. More like a time attack. I remember that. Yeah. I, I was supposed to go on that. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, cool event. Yeah, it was a cool event. That you know, Ed, Spectre was bought by K and and things changed. So they don't do the event anymore. But, um, uh, I was fortunate to get invited to that. Um, uh, Amir from from Spectre who owned it put me in a couple cars, and one of them was a 
71 Z28. It was a real Z28, but he had the motor built up and fuel injected and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, man, it was fun. I had such a great time doing that. I certainly wasn't the fastest guy out there by a long shot. Um, I did better than I thought I did, but it's always tough doing a, a, a hill climb event where it's, it's 5.2 miles, 22 turns, no guardrails. It's it's nerve wracking to say the least, but it's uh, hard to do it with your butthole puckered. I'm the whole telling way. you, yeah, you, let's you, be honest. You almost, you know? yeah, not only are you clinched, but you can't even breathe. You're just kind of holding your breath the whole time. You're like, I hope I get to the end because I'm about to pass out. <laughs> you know, there's er, yep. every hole in your body is tightly closed. <laughs> you you just hope your eyes are open. That's about it. Uh, but it was a fun event. All right, so uh, we're gonna wrap these things things up here. Uh, I don't have the social media stuff up on the screen, but <coughs> I will tell you to go to Car Cash Show. And if you like this show, we appreciate you uh, telling a friend. And uh, uh, it helps us uh, grow the show and uh, keeps going. It allows us to do this kind of stuff. Um, you can follow uh, me, of course, at Motorator. I'm on all the social medias there. You can follow uh, Goldberg. He's on Twitter at Goldberg and Goldberg Garage, and he's on uh, Instagram at Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage. Um, guys, thank you so much. Of course, you can listen on Podcast One and Milo Show Shift and Steers on Podcast One. And that's right. So until next time, uh, for Matt and Bill and Chris in the studio, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Later. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.